Hello, you mindful mamas, and welcome back to another episode of the Enlightened Hood Podcast, where I share real motherhood stories and empower the soul of the mother through mindfulness and spirituality. I'm your host, Lena Lemos. If you're a crazy plant lady like me, then this episode today is for you because I am chatting with Tasha of Tasha Rose Remedies, and we are talking all things plant, plant wisdom, plant spirits, and Tasha is sharing with us the core herbs and supplements that we can really use for prevention and to boost our nutrition and overall well-being. One thing I really wanted to pick her brain about was plant wisdom and the spirits of plants and why it's so important for us to treat plants with respect and gratitude, even those little dandelions that we think are weeds in our lawn. And I have a very special gift for you guys today because Tasha is giving us 10% off of her store if we spend $40 or more with the code Enlightenhood. And I'm going to post all the links to that in the description of this episode, but she makes some really amazing things and some really wonderful things to have on hand for your kids and for your family. And so we can just keep ourselves healthy and nourished with the power of plants. So here's Tasha. So we were talking about before this podcast started about how when many of us go into business and when we help others and we go through our journey, we're doing it because we're helping a previous version of ourselves and we've learned and we've done the work. So your story, I feel like this path you're on kind of started because you started getting sick, right? Yeah. In my early to mid twenties, I got candida, which I had never heard of before and didn't know anything about. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I knew everything about it. (laughs) 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 Um, And you know, when you're in your early and mid twenties, for the most part, I mean, I can really only speak for myself, but I think a lot of people are like, they don't know who they are yet. And um, like kind of revolves around like going out and partying and like being um, irresponsible as much as possible, <laughs> you know, yeah. not taking, um, not taking ownership over their life or anything like that. And this, the candida really um, asked me to step up to the plate and like look mm-hmm. at what I was putting in my body and how I was treating myself and I'm just really you know redirect what was going on in life at that time and I was ready to you know I can look back now and see that I was ready to even though it might not have felt like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found yoga maybe a year or two before that. And I think that's really what like set me on a whole new path and started to change me. But in terms of food and nutrition, the candida taught me so much about how what we ingest really does um, influence how we feel, our emotional state, our physical state how we sleep, our energy levels. And it was um, very eye-opening. <laughs> Not the easiest year or so, but but I'm glad I went through it now. So then once you started learning more about it and you started tuning in with your body more, what changes did you start noticing? Mm. 
I just started to become more conscious of the fact that I really did have a lot more control over how I felt than I thought I did. Um, I had never really been aware of that before. I think that's, I mean, I'm still working on that now. This is like (laughs) more than 15 years later. I think that's probably a whole lifetime or more of work, but just, um, yeah, really realizing how much power we do have over ourselves, over our body, over our thoughts, over our mind. Like, I think that was the biggest takeaway. Plus discovering amazing foods. Like I literally didn't know what kale was before that Uh, or like spirulina or hemp seeds or chia seeds you know like Mm -hmm. things that I eat every day now Um, broccoli was my favorite food growing up or my favorite vegetable growing up so I always knew what that was but I don't think I ate much besides that in the green department um (laughs) And so for those of you that are listening that don't know what candida is, it's the overgrowth of fungus in your intestines. And it's, um, there's a lot of varied symptoms that you can have, but basically to heal the fungus, you have to go on this restricted diet, which is very specific and kill parts of these living things that are inside of you and then flush it out. So there's a lot of kind of emotional work that goes with it too. Um, yeah. That was intense. <laughs> well, so we were talking also before this podcast about Louise Hay. What does she say about Candida? Ah, oh, that's a great question. Gosh, I'm trying to remember now. I just want to know if it was like in line with all the stuff that was coming up when you were healing. It was for sure. I mean, I feel like there's only been like 1% of the time when I go read what she says about whatever's going on that I'm like, "Mm, I don't, I don't get this. But 99% of the time I'm like, Oh yeah, that's it. You hit the nail right on the head. Um, Gosh, my mind right now, I can't remember. It's a great question. And usually I have the book right next to my bed. We'll all look it up as homework afterwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, the intestines are about like how you assimilate emotions. Mm-hmm. Like the digestive system is like intake assimilation and elimination. So it's mostly to do with the assimilation of emotions and the elimination of. And I think when I started doing yoga, that was really when I started getting in touch with a lot more feelings that I had been kind of stuffing down with alcohol and drugs. And that was starting to shift. And so all those things I hadn't been wanting to feel for a long Mm -hmm. time did start to come up. So you loved plants as a kid and then you got more into plants when you realized how they could heal your body. At what point did you realize that, oh, hey, I can help other people heal with plants? Um, I took an apprenticeship before my daughter was born about uh, five years ago out here in Los Angeles. And I had always loved plants and always kind of made things for myself, but never, I don't know. I didn't really talk about it too much with other people, but 
the apprenticeship was amazing and we created this really um, supportive community of green witches and just really opened my eyes to another layer of working with the plants or really a deeper level. And that definitely sparked part of this journey. But then the biggest thing was when I got pregnant with my daughter, she just turned two. Um, I just knew that I didn't want to like buy cough syrup at the store for her. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know how to make this. And mine will be better because I'm making it, you know, like with my love and intention for her to be healthy. And um, and then I had friends started to ask me for it. And that just kind of naturally grew into like, oh, there's so many other families that could benefit from this too. And there's, mm-hmm. I know that I make a wonderful product and I really put my full heart and prayers and intention and knowledge into it. And I love making it. It's a real, a real gift from my heart to others and my family. So tell me about a few of the things that you make and you sell through your Tasha Rose remedies. Um, my two best sellers are kids elderberry syrup. So not everybody's heard of elderberry syrup. Um, but I feel like some people have, or most people have, it depends. Elderberry is one of nature's strongest antivirals, and it's really wonderful for colds and coughs and flu. So I recommend taking it as a first sign of any cold, cough, or flu. And um, kids and adults, as long as you're over one, you can take it. That's my like bestseller. And then the other one is called Victory Elixir, and it's a daily immune balancer Mm. so our immune system works on it works most efficiently when it's balanced you know when it goes into this fight or flight gear to try and defeat a pathogen it gets tired eventually Um, and if it's overactive due to autoimmune issues or allergies overstimulated then that also tires it out tires it out as well so using adaptogens they really help to fortify the resiliency of our immune system meaning that there's this deep reserve of strength and balance and it takes <clears throat> it takes more to throw our system off center and then we're also able to more quickly come back to center when we're more resilient. So the Victory Elixir is designed to be taken daily and it acts cumulatively over time and the dose is very small. And again, this one is safe for kids over one all the way up to adults. And um, it's a favorite in our house. My daughter like I want some I want some it's so cute when she asked for it sometimes I post stories on Instagram showing her (laughs) taking it (laughs) it's so cute Um, and I sweeten all of my products with local raw honey so Mm. honey is a wonderful antibacterial Mm -hmm. and full of enzymes and micronutrients so every ingredient has a purpose it's not just like 
sugar to sweeten it so kids like tasting it but the honey's there I guess because it's sweet and it helps us enjoy it better but B it provides wonderful nutrition and fortification for our body as well and that's something that I wish that more families were educated on in terms of the medicine we're buying off the shelf and what we're putting in our kids' bodies and acetaminophen especially scares me so much. And it's hard when my daughter's so young that there's not a lot of options for being so young. And I'm just- Yeah, when they're really young, it's hard. Yeah, but I'm just happy that there's- women like you who are educating families and providing that product so that we know that we can cure them with the good stuff instead of all these chemicals and scary. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's a time and place for everything too. I mean, my daughter having her molars come in the other day and Oh, just like she has a fever and she's in so much pain. And like, there's only so many, you know, frozen pieces of mango and like teething toys and like homeopathic drops that I can give her. They're not, you know, and then like we did give her some Tylenol and it helped, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and I'm so grateful that it helped. But it's like, I don't, I do want people to be informed that that doesn't have to be the first option every time. Right. Yeah. I'm all for Western medicine as a, if it's going to help, especially having MRSA recently and needing antibiotics. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a time and place for everything. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So what are a few of those core herbs or core supplements that we should really be incorporating into our everyday Um, I mean, if I'm doing something every day for me personally, it's for prevention Mm -hmm. and to boost my nutrition as much as possible, because when the body is properly nourished, then it's able to work efficiently and operate optimally versus Mm -hmm. when we're undernourished, that's when our immune system is more susceptible. So I focus mostly on diet and then I also have a nourishing elixir that I just launched this summer. Um, And those are like my two main things that I focus on in terms of really just trying to operate optimally. I mean, it's so hard as a mom to like get everything done (laughs) and feel like a success all the time. Um, you know, feeding mouths three to five times a day and like getting enough sleep and getting like your own sleep, (laughs) getting bathed and like, I almost forgot to brush my teeth this morning. (laughs) (laughs) So eating the rainbow, just like baseline as many colors as possible and not, you know, not like candied colors, but nature's colors. Yeah. <laughs> and then in terms of herbs that really support that, anything that's a nourishing herb, my three favorites for um, prenatal and during breastfeeding and postpartum, and then really for everybody, but specifically for those times as well are nettles, which is a nourishing herb and an adaptogen. And there's really Mm -hmm. 
very little that nettles isn't good for. <laughs> and then red raspberry leaf, which a lot of moms have heard of and been recommended to drink mm-hmm. during their pregnancy. Um, it's another nourishing herb and has the most bioavailable calcium out of any plant that they've found. And also oat straw, which is, again, another nourishing herb. And oat straw is supreme nervous system support as well. So just, you know, when we're less stressed and nourished, things are good. You know, that makes everything better. I've never heard of oat straw. Oh, really? So it's the plant that oats and oatmeal come from. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all of those plants are nourishing or nutritive is also another word that they go by. But that means that they're very high in minerals and vitamins, especially essential minerals and vitamins. For those three specifically, calcium, iron, uh, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, vitamins A, B complex, C, E, K. And that's like a lot right there. Yeah. Plus a bunch of other micronutrients. <laughs> it's like if we're able to just get those into our body on a daily basis, in a very bioavailable form, which the nourishing herbs and eating the rainbow will do that for you, then you're like, you're winning. (laughs) You're you're, going to be like a step ahead. (laughs) Because there's so much depletion in our soil right now. It's like really hard to get full spectrum nutrition. We really have to... um, a little more effort into it unfortunately than we used to that's the thing that scares me the most as someone who's had mono and MRSA and staph infections and just really needing to heal my body within is having that control and knowing the right things to put in it mm-hmm. yeah I feel like a nourishing elixir would be so good for you I'm gonna send you one when the next batch is ready thank you that would be You're amazing gonna, like yum it right up it's so good it tastes amazing I love it (laughs) (laughs) so I want to talk about the spirit of plants because I've been reading medical medium and he talks a lot about healing your body and focusing on wild blueberries because they have so much more wisdom of the earth and really getting that DNA of the plant spirit so Mm -hmm. I don't really know a question to ask, but I just want you to teach me everything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you're interested in that, you would love the herbalism apprenticeship that I did because it's in Western herbalism and plant spirit medicine. (gasps) Uh, So in addition to more like textbook, medical terminology, um, herbal actions of the plants, we... In plant spirit medicine, the other part of the apprenticeship is we really would um, treat the plant as if it was a person, basically, that you're meeting and you introduce yourself. And when you drink the infusion for the first time, we would all meditate and circle. And I would say, you know, hi, I'm Tasha. Like, 
I invite you into my body and I want to know you and I want to befriend you. And like, will you share your medicine with me and your wisdom and how we can help each other? How can I share what you're here to offer for this world? And will you show me in my body where that you're best suited to assist me and others? Um, That's my take on plant spirit medicine and really understanding and coming from the viewpoint that these are living creatures just like us, even though they might not appear to be just like us. Yeah. Um, And the biggest thing I would learn again and again and again, every time over and over is that the plants are just so giving, like they're so grateful to be appreciated and, um, communed with in that way that they just like they always just like offer up themselves and it's so beautiful yeah that's what that's the word I was going to use for it is just how beautiful and I think it's hard that we've lost so much connection with the earth and with plants and giving them the gratitude that they deserve mm-hmm I mean, if you think of like the way I like to think about it, at least is everything is here for a reason and we're all part of this ecosystem and this balance and we all have a part to play. And there's a reason that most of the local weeds, so to speak, <laughs> you know, put that in quotations, that grow around your neighborhood are able to assist you with many of the physical and emotional issues that are going to be part of your life (laughs) you know like nature provides what we need very close by Mm -hmm. Mm, I didn't even think of it that way you're right yeah and a lot of the nourishing herbs grow around the world too so they're there they're here for everybody yeah it's sad that we've put so much vanity into the way that our gardens and our yards look and kind of overlook all these amazing plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the poor little dandelion is just like, nobody wants the dandelions <sighs> in their lawn, but a hundred percent of that plant is edible and it's nourishing and so good for you mm-hmm. you can eat the flowers you can eat the leaves you can make a tea out of the root like, <laughs> but yeah. yeah people don't a lot of people don't realize that yeah but sad. here we are and we're changing that we're we're sharing the message of the plants that's true save all the dandelions <laughs> <laughs> yes and there's imposter dandelions that look like them but aren't are them really? so just make sure it's really a dandelion I didn't know that <laughs> yeah you want to make sure with a dandelion that all of the um like leaves and stems grow from a center point versus like coming off at different areas they all mm. come from one central spot Good to know. Yeah, that's like the main thing to look for. <laughs> what are some of the other weeds per se that are growing nearby that we're overlooking that are like dandelions? Hmm. Nettles is a huge one. It's also called stinging nettles. Most people know it because if they brush against it, it does cause a sting. Um, and that sting is wonderful for arthritis. 
<laughs> a lot of people will take it and just kind of like hit it against where they have arthritis. And it's really wonderful for that. Um, oat straw grows all over the place. Like once I'll send you a picture of it. If you see it, you're like, oh, I see this all the time, everywhere. Um, marshmallow root or the marshmallow plant is another one that's nourishing that grows all over. In certain parts of the country, you know, there's wild raspberries Mm -hmm. um, and red raspberry leaf is the leaf of the raspberry plant. Um, Burdock is another one. Yeah, the root of that. Um, those are like the main ones. Oh, chickweed's another one that's really good, and you can make a delicious, like, fresh pesto from the chickweed too. Mm. It's great in the summer because it's so cooling. And most of these, not all of them, but most of them are the first um, plants that'll sprout up after the winter. Mm. And many of them are really wonderful to get that agni or that digestive fire going after the long winter when spring is coming to just really like soak your fire again and get the juices moving literally and uh, figuratively as well. And again, that's like nature providing what's needed when it's needed. Is there any of these herbs that we can be growing on our own to kind of have on hand to use when needed? Oh my God, any of them. (laughs) All of them. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean... My dream, my vision, like when we have a house, is to have like a wild backyard area of all my favorite nourishing plants and have elder bushes and oh my gosh, have that's, bees and that's my make dream my too. own honey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holding that vision hard. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I want like a courtyard in the middle of my house with a greenhouse that just has everything mm. in it. That sounds nice too. <laughs> we'll get there. Are there plants or herbs or supplements that you take or have found helpful like while you were pregnant or since becoming a mom? In postpartum and trying to heal all these weird health issues, I have been drinking nettle tea. I just started that actually this week. And then I've also been taking cat's claw and lemon balm. And then, oh, nice. and then a CBD dry dried CBD capsules with, what does it have in it? Valerian root and something else that I don't remember what's in there. Is that helping you sleep? Um, yes, but I also have weird insomnia. So yes and no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the valerian root and CBD is good for that. Mm-hmm. It's helped a lot with just taking that extra... layer of anxiety off is for sure yeah I love that you're drinking nettles that's so awesome anytime I hear of anyone drinking nettles I get so happy I've been drinking it almost daily for five years I'm like seriously in love with it (laughs) I alternate between that and then a turmeric ginger CBD tea Mm -hmm. yeah I'm just, I've been reading a lot about just since I've had mono and just all these weird things trying to get the infection out of my body. So 
but slowly working on things. Cause you know, as moms, we only have so much time to start new things. So I got to make a, a good habit of the first round of things before adding more. Yeah, definitely. Have you like realized in motherhood that how efficient you can be in 10 minutes all of a sudden? Oh yes. <laughs> I know. And it's just crazy how fast time goes too. I'm like, what? How did it, how is it already three o'clock in the afternoon? Yeah. How is it time to nurse again? <laughs> <laughs> I know. And it's just since I've been doing a lot of work with meditation and just a lot of energy clearing and taking these herbs and starting to heal my body. It's just interesting how different you feel and just, you know, how postpartum you just feel so heavy and so sluggish and your body's still healing, but I'm starting to feel lighter, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you were asking about plant spirit medicine, like a suggestion I would have for you with the nettles and any of the supplements you're taking is to just like next time you're meditating or maybe each time you meditate, bring a different one and have it sit with you and like putting your intention and your prayer and your wishes into it. And, you know, just even saying like hi to the spirit of the plant or inviting it in to, to share its medicine with you. And that in my opinion, really increases the potency of the medicine. And that's what I do with everything that I make and sell is just really calling in the spirit and calling in that medicine. That's good to know. I'll have to do that. Oh, another thing I started adding, which I did before I was pregnant, was just adding spirulina back into my diet and then exchanging my blueberries for wild blueberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Trader Joe's has those wild blue organic blueberries in the frozen section. I always buy those. Yep. They're great for smoothies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I've been doing with a banana, spirulina, and blueberries. Delicious. Yeah. We have a smoothie almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> I've been trying to, I was on a good roll. And then when I got MRSA, I stopped for a week because I had to take my antibiotic and the smoothie wasn't enough to stop me from feeling nauseous with the antibiotic. It was just like, ugh, one thing after another. But I'm finally back to making them this week. But it's so hard because my daughter takes a nap in the morning and she always snaps right by where the blender is. <laughs> and yes. it's so loud. I've been known to bring the blender into the bathroom <laughs> to make a smoothie <laughs> and my husband. <laughs> That's a great idea. I'm going to have to try that. I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous, but necessary. Because <laughs> the first noise that ever scared her, like my dog barks so loud next to her face, doesn't scare her at all. And then I was making a smoothie and she was sitting in her little chair and it wasn't blending well because I didn't have enough coconut water in there and it was like stuck. And I took it off the blender and it made a crazy noise. She just like her lip puckered up and she started crying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, okay, I guess we're not doing this near you anytime soon again. <laughs> Uh, when she's a little bit older and she can have a smoothie then she'll like appreciate the noise because she'll know. know what it means hopefully I know I can't <laughs> wait I can't wait we just got the okay actually today to start giving her solid foods oh wow nice I that's know. exciting I know <laughs> 
do you want to give her first? So actually in an earlier podcast interview, I was talking to a woman named Alexa from Uprooted Wellness and she does this. And she said that she started her son on greens first because green. Because if you get the greens out of the way, they're more bitter. Because if you start with the sweet stuff, then the the bitter will never stand up to the sweet stuff. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. I was thinking of just starting with avocado because it doesn't have that much taste. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It took a while for my daughter to like avocado, but now she's really into it. Yeah. I wanted her to like it. I mean, we live in Southern California. I was like, these are like the best avocados you're going to get. You know, I didn't grow up with these. You're so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Now she loves it. I don't even remember what we started with. Yeah. Like when we have our second, I feel like I'm going to have to like reach out to all my mom friends again and be like, wait, what do I do? I forget everything. (laughs) Yeah. So the doctor told us to start with rice cereal. Like and make it like mm-hmm. porridge for the first weeks until she understands how to actually eat, and yeah. then then to start incorporating food. So I don't know how much time it'll actually take because she's. I've noticed in the last week she's she started staring at our food and just watching mm-hmm, yeah. it. Like, what are you guys doing over there? You do this a lot. <laughs> I know. She's like, you. This looks great. I want to in on this. <laughs> but I put a French fry up to her lips, just to, and then like no reaction, no mouth opening, nothing. She just like looked at it cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. I figured it potato was pretty harmless. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's pretty cute when they start eating. I know. And then it's so hard too. Like you're doing the cycle all over again of, of putting foods and nourishing things into someone else's body and doing it mm-hmm. simultaneously with your own body. It gets See, it's stressful as a mother to have control of it and to know that you're doing it right and making sure everyone is healthy. Yeah, I feel like it has made me eat even better because I'm not going to make like a separate meal for her than I do for myself yep. for my husband. So I just make the same thing for all of us pretty much. Um, but I want her to have like the best nutrition. And so I feel like my husband and I eat even better than we used to because of that, which is a plus. Yeah, that is, that makes a lot of sense. And then I actually just started making my dog's food too, because I read all these articles about what we were feeding him. Like, Oh my God, what am I doing? If we're all eating well and putting good things in our body, why am I not doing the same for my dog? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a a lot of cooking. Like, make the same for everybody. Can he eat what we eat? Basically, yeah. Except I eat vegan, and then my husband. We don't really eat meat in the house, and I'm not good at cooking it. But I was like, I can just boil chicken, I guess. So just throw it all in the crock pot when it cooks it all beautifully, and he loves it. So great, that's good. Yeah, he's a lot happier now. Um, I didn't know that you were a vegan, but the nourishing elixir is actually really wonderful for people who are vegan or anemic because it provides really high iron and calcium, which are two things that oftentimes vegans and or anemics can be low in. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That's like one of the best parts about the nourishing elixir. That's good to know. The iron and the yeah. calcium. 
I've always been low in iron. Yeah. Nettles is a really wonderful source for like building up um, the strength of your blood too. So that should help with that. That's what I read. Um, And that was a big reason why I took it too. And just for all of its properties of healing the body from within, because I've always had Mm -hmm. issues with being low in iron and on the borderline anemic. And I try to eat as much like leafy greens and iron as I can, but it's just Mm -hmm. the way I am, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah. And when you're doing like cooking the leafy greens, adding some vinegar to it really Mm. helps to make the minerals more available. So part of the nourishing elixir is that these um, three nourishing herbs are infused into vinegar. So it makes the minerals the most available. Like the southerners know what's up when they add the vinegar to the to the greens yeah that's the tricks i don't know yet i know how black pepper does that for stuff but i didn't mm-hmm. know that about for vinegar. yeah huh mm-hmm. you learned so i've yeah. actually learned a lot of new things today so you learn more than one oh, new good. thing every day <laughs> yeah definitely well it's been <laughs> such a pleasure having you on this podcast and i like to end with words of encouragement for anyone out there who might need a pick-me-up or maybe they're healing or they're somewhere on their journey so what have your what are your wise words to end on <sighs> i feel like Lately, (laughs) for myself, my wise words have been, we're all just doing the best we can. (laughs) It's like reminding myself that me and everybody else, all of us, that we're all just doing the best we can. And it makes me a little bit easier on myself and on everybody else too, which is good for all of us. Thank you for listening to the Enlightened Podcast, a movement that empowers mindful motherhood and celebrates every journey. If you would like to be part of our community of amazing and soulful women, find us on Instagram at Enlightenedhood. For real motherhood stories and inspirational articles, you can check us out online at enlightenedhood.com. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, review, and share this podcast. Until next time, you mindful mamas. Thank you.